Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code the Zone 125 You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS.com. season is over in the NLDS losing to the Braves 5 to 4 game 4 the season is done good morning rowdy yeah it is a morning oh yeah uh, morning rowdy actually not good morning morning rowdy unbelievable the brewers ride is officially over and it sucked as the ineffective offense that managed just six runs in the entirety of the series, including four that were two swings of the bat. Game one and game four, bombs from Rowdy Telez. That's literally it. Otherwise, it was a brutal effort from just about the entirety of the offense. And the cherry on top of the poop Sunday. I wish I could say the S word. The cherry on top of the crap Sunday was three straight strikes to end it all with your former MVP and face of the franchise and soon to be making $26 million, Christian Yelich, the cherry on top of the crap Sunday in Atlanta. Unbelievable. All right, we're going to get into it today, but real quick, Rowdy. You... And only you, your physical and mostly mental well-being, how are you doing today? And did you sleep last night? I've never been more pissed off about a Brewers team in my life. Yes. This is a team that underachieved in my eyes in every single... You had opportunities for no hitters. You had opportunities to be the best team in franchise history wins-wise. You had opportunities to go out and have a long, deep run in the postseason. You didn't do jack crap. Vitaly... But I I am really just every single person I see talk about, oh, but it was a good season. You'll look back on the season with good memories. Roll my eyes so effing hard because all those people are a bunch of losers just like this team. I like participation trophies. Just think, League, what would what did we do? We got uh, the second most games in franchise history. Yay. Second most games. In franchise history. We claimed our third NL Central title. Yay! Okay. Aren't you in it to win the entire thing? Uh, we have one of the best starting pitching staffs in baseball. That's true, but your manager never let them pitch. 
Hey, at least uh, Corbin Burns, Rowdy, never had a no-hitter this season. At least they put him on the bench, you know? I'm glad we could put Corbin Burns on the bench when he had a no-no going uh, so we could not use him again in the playoffs. Uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, I would love to hear all the the everything. 608-321-1670. I want to open up the phone lines. Just just call it in. I would love to hear what you have to say about the Milwaukee Brewers and the season that was. Because the dream is dead. It's over. It's D-U-N. It's D-O-A. Dead upon arrival. Rowdy. I mean, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today, but we're just going to get a lot of stuff off our chest. We're just going to go and go and go. Nelly, real quick, was the icing on the Sunday, the crap Sunday, of how Christian Yelich ended his last at-bat in the 2021 campaign? Like, what what, what did we see from Christian Yelich? I actually have to pose a question to you. Yeah? How many crap seasons do you have to put together in a row before no one says former MVP? Just terrible player. Because he was god-awful this year. Oh, he's terrible. And he wasn't any better last year either. Uh, well, he was a little better this year than when he was last year, but that's really not I would argue anything. I would have taken the uh, 2020 version of Christian Yelich because he actually had some production in pop. Yeah, there was no pop at all from Christian Yelich. The dude literally just stood there and watched one, two, three balls go by. And off he went back to his team to go cry into the, the, the locker room. I would rather have 2020 Christian Yelich than 2021. He actually, it, right here, in 247 plant appearances in 2020, he hit 12 home runs, had 22 RBIs, batted just 205, but is on base 356, in almost twice the at-bats. Wow. Nine home runs, 51 RBIs, 248, 362. So, I mean, the on-base percentage is about the same. His home run pace is way down. His RBI pace was about the same. Batting average a little worse in 2020. I'd rather take the pop. It's, I mean, yeah. There, there's literally nothing in Christian Yelich's bat. There's nothing at all. Yelly struck out on three pitches. One, two, three. And that was it. Yeah, because the manager didn't have the balls to put in a player that's been playing better. Did I see Did I see Tyrone Taylor like warming up? Or was I... Was I was I seeing things? I have no idea. Uh, he was on the on-deck on circle in the, the inning? inning before when yeah. uh, the final out was recorded. He was on deck. That's what. I, yeah, I thought so. Um, Christian Yelich, we, there's so many things to talk about and so many layers of this onion to peel back, but the Brewers, the, the dream's over. The dream's dead. From being 34 games above 500, the Milwaukee Brewers were 34 games above 500 on September 12th. They then chose... Health over momentum proceeded to go 7-15 and 15 the rest of the way and now couldn't even make it out of the NLDS against the Atlanta Braves as the Brewers just underachieve mightily. But, I mean, hey, if you want to look at the bright side, they're 100% healthy heading into next season. <laughs> There's always well, next year, right, Rowdy? I, I wish we could put Craig Council and David Stearns right on the podium right now. Just Blitz them with questions. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Becker. <laughs> Becker, what's up, dude? Becker, one second, buddy. I just got to I gotta throw these two people on hold. All right, Becker, the stage is yours, my brother. Good morning. Man, so he's going to be a very expensive liability from here on out. And at this point, and I've been on this train for a couple years now, just go back to stealing signs. Because if you get suspended, then at least we're off the hook for some of that money. Yeah. And um, we've, wow. seen, we've seen that. You don't get suspended if you get caught stealing signs. Yeah, uh, your manager just gets thrown under the bus. Exactly. And clearly, 
I've always kind of been on council side, but last night was the worst managed game I think I've seen in two years, three years. Yeah, Becker, you've been. You're. I mean, you're a big council guy and a huge giant Brewers fan, one of the biggest ones I know. Well, yeah, Robert? well, first off, he's talking about uh, the game managing last night. Who th- raise your hand if you thought Brandon Woodruff was available? I don't think well, anyone I mean, thought that, and now all of a sudden that he is, you bring him in after Ashby. You needed a lockdown inning. You needed two lockdown innings. Couldn't get one. And, and why doesn't he come out for the eighth inning? It's not like they had to pinch hit for him. The, the pitcher spot was due next, and they sent Hader out there in the eighth. Ideally, you want to try and save Hader for the ninth. Exactly. It made zero sense bring him out there in the eighth. And I'm not just bagging on Hader because he gave up a home run. The guy was amazing the whole year. It has been amazing for three, four seasons. That's just unfortunate that uh, Freddie Freeman put a good swing on it. Well, he's an MVP. But so many stupid stuff happened in this four-game series. Freddie Freeman played like an MVP. Christian Yelich played like the MVP when Mitchell Trubisky won the Nickelodeon Valuable Player, if you remember that. I too remember that the slime game. It Dude. might, I mean, send him to Nickelodeon, like trade him for a pepperoni pizza and a liter of Pepsi. So Becker, I've kind of been thinking about this for the last month plus about uh, trading Christian Yelich. Where could you go? And I think I actually came up with a a, a deal and a team that might actually listen. Oh, is that a All tease, right. Rowdy? Is that that a is tease? kind of a tease. Right, Becker, you're gonna hear that later, okay, brother? Uh, Come on, how you, uh, Brett? Before I let you go, my friend, how are we feeling after this uh, this uh, Brewers loss? Are you excited that they won an NL Central and they got the second most franchise wins? I mean, obviously you're glad they won the division, but I mean, no, you know it's that's not good enough anymore. If it was ten years ago, it would have been different. But we're yeah. we're there every year now, and yeah. it's time it's time to to actually win the damn thing. Yeah, Becker, we're gonna have some fireworks today, brother. Strap in, all right? All right, man. Love see you guys. Much love. See you, homie. Setting. Fires everywhere. Brewers lose. The dream is dead. It's over. A team that had the second most games won in franchise history claimed their third NL Central title, one of the best starting pitching staffs in baseball. But their offense, which had been questioned almost all year, comes up lame as they just absolutely flail out. Six runs total in the NLDS and two, or I'm sorry, four of those coming off of two swings of the bat from Rowdy Telez. Nelly, the Brewers started the NLDS 0 for 20 with runners in scoring position. It was the third worst mark in Major League Baseball postseason history. Omar Narvaez was able to snap that streak in the fourth inning with a run scoring single that also broke a streak of 22 straight innings without a run. Yeah, they're terrible. And then Locaine... And it's unacceptable. It really is. Locaine would then follow with a single of his own to bring in another run, giving them 2 nothing lead to the Brewers. And then it could have been more. Bases were loaded. But then Willie Adamas struck out one of the 15 strikeouts on the day for the crew. And then later, Rowdy Telez would uh, hit that two-run shot. And that was uh, that was it for the Brewers. Four runs, Rowdy. I said I'd do it, and I'm going to. I nominate the front office of the Milwaukee Brewers, so I nominate David Stearns and Craig Council as a tag team for D-Bag of the Week. And before I hit the sounder, can you go into it? Yeah, basically, they were the ones that told us, oh, we don't care. We don't care about momentum. We don't care if everyone is playing well right now. One guy, oh, he's got a bad wrist. He got hit in the hand with a baseball. The other guy, his back's a little stiff. And another guy's got a tight quad. All of them say they want to play, but no, no, no. We're not going to play them. 
And also, why don't you take another day off after that, too? Because we're just trying to get to the postseason, all right, here? Uh-huh. It's about health for us. We, we don't need momentum. We don't need to continue to play baseball. We can pull the break at three weeks out. Yeah, they chose Both health D-bags. over momentum. Health over momentum. So the tandem, the front front office duo. Of- yep, Stearns and Council, D-bags. And I told you I would figure out a way for them to become D-bags. Well, it looks like they figured it out themselves, right? Uh, all right, Rowdy, should I put it up then? Yeah, they're nominated. You just made the list! Oh my uh, let's see here. True advice. Uh, we got a lot of comments coming in. Our guy Muzz Infamous says, I'm just disappointed, man. I'm glad that I had to work night shift so I didn't have to see that dumpster fire of a team. Uh, let's see here. Dougie says, I'm trying to think of a movie that best describes this feeling, uh, this feeling of this team. True Advisor says, thanks, by the way, for the rum yesterday, True Advisor. We did drink it. Uh, in honor of Joe Boo to wake up the Brewers' bats. Um, they woke up more than had ever woken up in the whole series, I guess. It wasn't saying much, but that was abysmal. Uh, True Advisor said, did Freddie Freeman have more runs than the crew? Rowdy? Jock Peterson, he had potentially more runs than the crew. Freddie Freeman, man. All right, let's go through what happened yesterday, last night. Uh, let's start with Josh Hader on the mound. Uh, well, I don't. I don't know where to begin with this. All right. So Eric Lauer. Let's start with. Let's start with the first. We'll go right here. from the start. Eric Lauer on the mound. Eric Lauer on the mound. He goes three and two third innings, four hits, two runs, struck out two, eight, seventy four pitches. Yep. And this this is right where I started questioning stuff. At, was at with Eric Lauer. Three and two thirds. It was in the fourth inning where all of a sudden, Eric. And let's let's be honest. A lot of, outside of that Freddie Freeman home run, a lot of those brave hits. One, you're yelling at your TV, WTF, because how are they how are they becoming hits? Yep. Two, those hit by pitches where the Braves were literally leaning out their elbows and barely getting clipped. They had like two or three of those. Yeah, two for sure. Lauer was what? Around 70 pitches, a little Se- above 70 seven, pitches. Lauer had 74 pitches, uh, mm-hmm. 50 of them were strikes. I, I that was my first huge question mark on what are we doing here when they all of a sudden go to a pinch hitter and it's Orlando nope. freaking Arcia. Yeah, it was who brutal. is scared of Orlando Arcia getting into a batter's box? Apparently, Craig Council. All all of a sudden, Orlando Arcia steps up and there's two outs and the base is loaded and you got to make a pitching change when both of your guys had just gotten up. No one was truly warm. Boxberger, Strickland. Yep. You so go. You go to Hunter Strickler. You are Strickland. scared of Orlando Arcia, the backup shortstop you traded because he couldn't hit the baseball. That's the guy you were scared of in an NLDS game in the most pivotal inning to that point of your season. And not only do they seem scared of him, that's Orlando a, Arcia. That's a guy that you would know best with all the time that exactly. he spent with the Brewers, and you have to bring in Hunter Strickland for one batter who was Orlando Arcia. Don't get it. Then it, one, so th- so you take him out. Obviously, you bring in Strickland. Didn't matter if you brought in Strickland or Boxberger. Both are righties. Bo- both literally had just gotten up. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, Rody, Aaron they Ashby. make the well. No, the, the, that's where they made the switch from Arcia to the left-handed bat Rosario. He comes up with a hit. Yeah. All of a sudden, you couldn't get a shutdown inning after scoring two runs. Mm-hmm. Then Strickland got the one out, and he doesn't come back. It's Aaron Ashby. But at the time, I'm fine with it because now you need some you need some uh, distance. You need you need an arm out there yeah. to eat up some innings. And he can do that. 
I didn't know that Brandon Woodruff was available. Yeah, why would okay? Aaron Ashby comes out rowdy, and we are under the full guise that Brandon Woodruff yeah. is not not okay. coming in as if a relief Corbin pitcher. If Corbin Burns is being said, okay, he can't start. He's he's out coming off of three days rest. Then why wouldn't Brandon he Woodruff be the same thing? He started on Friday. Brandon Woodruff started on Saturday yeah. and threw six innings. So less. Why would you have thought that Brandon Woodruff would have been available? Brandon Woodruff on less rest than Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns told that he can't go. Because, and listen, I agreed with the Eric Lauer move of starting. Yeah, starting well, him. that's the thing. Eric Lauer didn't lose them the game. No, he did not. Aaron Ashby comes in and goes one and two third innings, giving them four hits, two runs, forty three pitches, twenty six of those strikes, and then all of a sudden, who comes trotting in for the last out of the inning? Brandon Woodruff. But the thing with the thing with Ashby is the kid's got a future. I mean, he's going to be a starting pitcher for the Milwaukee Brewers in the short future. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Oh, no, yeah, he's good. But if you have to have another shutdown inning after you had needed Strickland to come in when because you didn't stick with Lauer <laughs> after just taking a lead, you don't get the shutdown inning there. Then you have an opportunity because you grabbed the lead thanks to another rowdy home run. Yep. Thank you, Rowdy Tolles. You needed another shutdown inning, and you came with the young kid that's never pitched in the postseason before instead of your opening day starter that I don't think anyone knew was available except for you and your team, how su- and you didn't go with them. How surprised were you when you heard the announcer say that Brandon Woodruff was getting up to warm up? I, I was shocked. I didn't I was know like, he was this, available. I'm like, are they reading the number wrong? Are they looking at the wrong guy? You mean Brandon Woodruff is warming up? On ever since starting on you, Saturday, you needed two innings of a shutdown inning right there. You needed either when Strickland was brought in for him to shut that down, and then you needed Ashby when he came in to shut that down. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I'm going with my opening day starter to give me a shutdown inning, even if he can only give me one inning before I'm going with Ashby. It's just it's a comfort thing. Who do you have more trust in? Brandon Woodruff. Obviously, you don't. I don't. I didn't. Or obviously, Craig Council didn't. When Brandon Woodruff came out, I was like, "What is happening right now?" And then I agree with what if we continue on with the pitching moves. I 100 percent agree with what Becker said in his call around six. Yeah, Becker's first call in today. Why didn't Why didn't Woody go out there for at least the eighth inning too? Because Hater would have been. He would have been. He, oh. he would have been there for the ninth. He wouldn't have been there for the ninth because they would have pinched. Oh hit. yeah, it would have been. Yeah, you're right. They would have pinched hit for him. So it makes zero sense. Woodruff comes out out of nowhere this after saying that Corbin Burns can't pitch yesterday because of short rest. Brandon Woodruff comes out and Rowdy again. Why send Ashby out there when Brandon Woodruff was an option? It makes zero sense. Zero sense. It just tells me if I was Brandon Woodruff that my manager has more. He has more of a of a, uh, a belief in a a rookie kid that was pitching in in the minor leagues for the majority of the season over his opening day starter. And that's just another reason why if I was Brandon Woodruff, Craig Council would drive me up the wall. And I would honestly probably think about leaving the team. Rowdy, I mean, you don't even play for the team and Council no, drives you up the seriously, wall. seriously, seriously. <laughs> I'm your opening day starter. I've been your best pitcher the last couple of years. And you don't have the confidence to bring me in, but you bring in a kid. You don't have the confidence to let me pitch into the seventh inning, but you're going to bring in some reliever. What confidence do you have in me? I'm supposed to be your opening day starter. If you don't have confidence in me, I don't have confidence in you. I don't want to be here. I wouldn't. I would. I would agree with Woodruff if he said that. Oh God. I was gonna play taps to start uh, every segment, every top of the hour segment, I should say, here on Over the Line. 
But I gotta play Foo Fighters Everlong, because that means our guy Barry Richter's in the house. Bear, good morning, man. How are we doing? All right, boys. How you guys doing? Well, huh? I've been looking. Did you listen? I know you have good hair all the time, kid. You're looking at this Your hair. Salad's looking this good. is you on Twitch. Everyone can see it. He looks disheveled. Disheveled. Yeah. I mean, he has got I'm, some good salad, but it's disheveled right now. It's like a. I'm here to take a break from the discussion that I've heard when I came in. So I'm, I'm going to give. We're going to give Nelly a break. We're just going to give him a break, you know, oh, he, from the brew crew and all that stuff that's going on. We're going to give him a break. I had a lot of uh, messages last night from Facebook and Twitter concerned about the status of Nelly's blood pressure and his heart. <laughs> And I said, well, I mean, I haven't heard from him. He has been tweeting, though. But if he, if he comes in. <laughs> that was that was the only he, thing. If he comes in tomorrow, he didn't succumb to a heart attack late last night. I don't know how Chest much he does slept. feel a little tight today. A little tighter <laughs> than normal. Uh, a little baby aspirin. Here's a baby aspirin. We'll give him a little it's bit. Always, it's always different. Like you, Real quick, we'll get to Badger Hockey. But yep. driving in, listening to us, I'm always intrigued. Because when, you, when you're talking and it's coming out of your mouth and you're here doing it, it's different than when someone sits down and listens to it. What was the what was it like coming in listening to the the firestorm that is the Milwaukee Brewers? Well, I have, a, I have a I have a little different perspective because you know like one thing I know I know hockey right and I watch hockey games a little differently and and then when the Brewers are on it's like I watch but I'm sort of doing work in the background yeah. I listen on the radio I'm going to hockey practices I'm all over the map so. I don't get to watch the whole full nine inning, all the moves and everything. You, you saved I mean, yourself, you 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 yourself some heartache. You guys are breaking it down, right? <laughs> you guys are definitely breaking it down. RJ. I think that I think the one thing we can all say is that you just look at. I mean, there's just no guarantees. I mean, there's no guarantees. You you sign people to big contracts. You bring in people to do jobs. You know, there's obviously some moves that probably could have been made. You know, from listening to you guys that I agree with that I did see too. Um, but there's just once again, like you, you saw the Yankees. You know, was it five or seven years ago? I mean, their their salaries are huge. They don't even get they don't even yeah. get to the playoffs. So there's just absolutely no guarantees. Look at there, hope spring eternal. I, Spring's I, do, I over here. do agree though. I do agree with down the stretch, um, not playing. You know. The guys yeah, to momentum, get them fresh. Momentum. I, I, I do agree with it's that. Mom- Barry, I do agree with that. from your time in you know collegiate hockey to your time in the pros, obviously hockey is momentum a real thing. In oh, sport? It's, it's totally real, and it, and it comes and goes really quick. I mean, it comes and goes yeah. in one pitch. It comes and goes. In one the swing. other thing that I would ask you is: Have you ever been on a team where you guys were just that good, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Hey, Barry, why don't you not play tonight? We're not going to play you tomorrow yeah, either." No, or no. I mean, it, it, the guys like don't. Hockey's a different breed, right? Yeah, there's no load management. There's a guy who in played hockey. through no load death. management in hockey. Yeah, there's a guy who died in the ice a <laughs> few years back, and when he came back alive, <laughs> he wanted to go back into the game. Yeah, yeah they, had so. the, they restarted his heart, and he was like, "I'm ready." I bet oh. you. I bet you some of the players were like, "Yeah, get him back out here." <laughs> uh, all right, Bears. So when it comes to Badger hockey, let's. Um, I know we got to get into it real quick. You were in attendance Friday, correct? Yes, I was there and I watched the game on. Uh, so Michigan Tech comes to uh, the Kohl Center and it was a five to two loss. Yeah. To for Wisconsin and then Saturday, obviously a five to one loss. Was it a kind of a wake up call? You know, the reigning Big Ten champions, the Wisconsin Badgers. I know Strobes, who was here last week, and you had talked about it as well. You kind of wiped the slate clean and it's a fresh start. But what did you see in that opening uh, loss, five I mean, to two? And you have to wipe. The wipe the slate clean because this is a totally different team. Oh, how much it's, scoring I mean, was lost? Like, how many guys this, went to the pros? The scoring was just absolutely depleted. I think it was like forty or I don't know what it was fifty percent of the scoring was just gone, right? Yeah. And it has to be done by committee. And the leadership from the older guys have to say, well, we got to step up. We can't we can't rely on four key players to come and score the big goals and the power plays and all these things. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And he just saw a little bit of um, 
you know, I think the urgency level was not there. I'm sure the coaches are not happy about that. And they're going to address the urgency level wasn't there. You saw the the compete level. They were out, uh, you know, uh, one-on-one battles, which the game of hockey is a lot of one-on-one battles, right? Uh-huh. I'm going to go in the corner with you, and let's see who comes out with that puck. That's, mono a, quick, that's a quick one-on-one battle, yeah. right? There's battles in front of the net. There's battles to skate to get body position. Tons of one-on-one battles to help the team win the game. And we just got uh, uh, just beat really bad on those one-on-one battles. Um, you know, so as I look at it, the goaltending was a little off too. Uh, Cameron Rowe had a shaky start, and then they switched goalies, and they went back to to Mo um, for the second game. And and so there's a lot well, there's a lot to unpack there, that's for sure. But uh, hopefully we can reset so against West Point. Allowing ten goals in a two game series is that then a wake up call for this team right away? Yeah, for is. the young cats or for the old cats? Like who has got to carry the burden here? Well, the leadership and the coaches got to send the message. It flows down from the coaches, and, the, and, the, and then the captains have to send the message too. It's like this, that's just not good enough, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I look at the back end, the, the defense. I mean, you have a lot of a lot of uh, young players. A lot of young players that are on the defensive core, and and that's and that's gonna they're gonna take some lumps. So you got to grow up really quick. You got to grow grow up quick. I did like number four, Corson Kulamans. We talked about that yep. first round. You were on it earlier. There's, uh, you know, th- that that is a good uh, high end elite player, very young, first rounder, Columbus Blue Blue Jackets. I mean, he's he's made some mistakes, but he's he's a very young player out there. But you see something. He's got very good vision, and makes good passes. So real quick, when you were in attendance, we'll talk some more. Bad stuff coming up here, but in attendance, Barry, not bad stuff, learning, growth, potential growth coming up. I'll, I'll do, use that vernacular. But how was it to be back at the Cole Center Friday, Barry? Oh, it was great. It was, uh, it was wonderful. I mean, usually the games in October are lightly attended just because of Friday night football and yeah. everything that's going on. It was really warm in there. Uh, the ice, the ice, <laughs> was was, the ice was, you can tell the ice was not that good. The ice looked like an outdoor game, oh, the way the puck was settling. Yeah. Better or worse yeah. than their uh, NCAA tournament games ice? What was that? <laughs> oh, because the, yeah. the ice is bad there. It was too. probably very similar. <laughs> yeah. Very, very similar. And so. Uh, for the folks listening, if the, if the, if it's warm and humid and you don't get the right temperature, I mean it's like a science to get that. And the pucks, you know, warm up. I mean, hard hard rubber is a lot better than soft rubber in terms of <laughs> yeah. when you want to hit when you want to slap it's, it's, that it's, thing. It was bouncing a little bit. I think Saturday night the, the ice was a little bit better, a little bit cooler in there and everything. So but it was good to see fans. It was yeah. great to see him. So Barry, uh, the captain, uh, what Tarek Baker, he had said that uh, I have his quote here. There's nothing. There's really nothing to be said except for uh, we're not going to do it in a game. We have to learn how to do it in practice. Yeah. So it all comes down to. I mean, college hockey is. You have two games on the weekend, and then you have this development throughout the whole week, right? You have practices, you have game tape, you're doing, doing some uh, off-ice training. And that starts right there. Everything on that Friday night game, is he's, he's correct. Everything starts from that weekend and habits in practice, habits on the one-on-one battles. I'm going to make you a lot better player if I'm going 110%, you know, as we do a one-on-one battle. I'm not going to go in like 75% and sort of have a fun time. I'm going to try to make Ebo a better hockey player, but yeah. we're gonna, you're not going to score on me. You're not going to get that puck. And so yeah. you got to have that mentality, you know, where you fight each other to make each other better and you bond a little bit. Uh, Barry Richter joining us right now, uh, recapping the Badgers' two losses at the Kohl Center. Uh, Barry, well, any positives that you saw, though, from those games? I mean, obviously, when you give up 10 goals, there's some negatives to talk about. But if yeah. How, well, how I mean, about some positives? I like, I like the young players they have, uh, the forwards. Um, 
you know, I think there's some uh, some good things there where uh, you saw Brown, you know, number 27. He had some uh, excitement to his game. Morrison, uh, his dad was the Hobie Baker winner from from Michigan. Brendan Morrison that was in. And, uh, you know, they shuffled a couple players in and out a little bit. They mm-hmm. switched the lineup a, a, a little just to try to find something. But I think the young players do have some energy, and so you're going to have to – you're gonna have to give those guys a look. I mean, if they're gonna bring it and, and provide energy, because the game, you know, is a fast game. Michigan Tech actually looked pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. it'll, yeah. I, I am really curious to see how Michigan Tech does this year as we go along. As we all know, it's the first couple months that we got to see what happens in terms of rankings. I was actually really impressed the way they snapped it around in the power play. The co-captains were from Wisconsin, so they obviously had some a chip on their shoulders to do something. That seems to be like a, a norm lately. Whenever we're playing somebody, it's like, well, they're from Wisconsin. It's like, how did they get out of the state? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good right, players absolutely. from Wisconsin. It's just like Minnesota. It's like you go yeah. anywhere, kids from Minnesota. He's not going to go. Yeah. I mean, even though they have like the most D1 programs in the state, but... Not everybody's going to end up in the state of Minnesota. Well, and, you, and think about it. You, you are a kid that grew up in Wisconsin. You didn't get recruited by them. Yeah. But you go to Michigan Tech, and, you got chip and Michigan Tech is, you know, I mean, there's a lot of snow up there. I don't know if you've been <laughs> yeah. to Houghton, yeah. Houghton, 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 Michigan. It's already so, snowing up there right now. I yeah. <laughs> it's five inches on the ground this morning. So just think about it. You're coming in. You have a bunch of family members there. I mean, you're excited to play. And they produced. They yep. produced and performed. And uh, a little bit of – even the program itself probably has a chip on their shoulder just because of so you know compared to Wisconsin hockey you have an NHL locker room you right. have all these things that are just great for the kids you know Michigan Tech comes in and listen we're gonna this try is to do it. early season Michigan Tech's an older team versus versus a Wisconsin Badger yep. program and I think it's it's not as surprising to see a more mature team especially early in the season come out and be physical and be more prepared than a team that just got there together uh early and they're they're young. They haven't been playing together very long. Yeah, right now. Yeah. But if you if these same exact teams play come this spring or later this winter, you would hope that you see more progress from the young kids. Because Michigan Tech might be better now, but a lot of the older guys might have lower ceilings than some of the young studs that Wisconsin has. So you take that early season. And where you finish is really where it matters. Yeah, you're right now. I mean, and look, and look at Nelly, the positive. Look at here we go, Nelly. That's because he stopped See, thinking about the Brewers for a second. I know, he's positive right <laughs> well, there. And Nelly's right. I mean, the, it, it does. You know, the, the there Brewers. is a learning process. You're right, Nelly, and 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 the young players do have to, and that's a quick learning curve. And you're right about that. I mean, it is the first game. They probably were starstruck a little bit about this big Cole Center, having fans in there. Yeah. Haven't had that for two years or a year and a half. So there is a little bit of that. There, I know and you got to run. Good, they got a good team maybe this weekend that they yeah. can probably, hopefully. I know you got to run, Barry. Yeah, you want to do rapid fire real quick? No, I was just going to say, Barry and I have had these conversations about you know uh, hockey and, and stuff on air, and I go, normally I'm not super confident talking about hockey because I haven't been around it much. And I was just trying to bring it into something that I could connect with growing up with the wrestling program that I came from. The team that we had at the beginning of the year was nowhere near the same team we had at the end of the yeah. year because players players were going to work, coaches were going to coach, and the team was just going to get a lot better. Yeah, and that's and I've always said that, guys. It's like uh, you know, it's it's 
the rankings and all that stuff while well, they were ranked 11th. I mean, it's, we got to wait a couple months. Yeah, we really do got to. Wisconsin wait a couple was 13th. Months. Now they're I don't they're not ranked anymore. But Army <laughs> now is 24th in the pairwise rankings. Army coming Thursday, hey, Friday. You better be the and I I'm sure the coaches send a message this week uh, in terms of practice and, and not to overlook Army. I was say, is Army going to be a tune-up or is it going to be trap? I mean, it's every game. I don't care if you're playing 50th team in the nation in hockey. Every game. Is uh, when the puck drops, you never know what happens. You have good goaltender, you score in special teams. Anything can happen, as we see, as we uh, we see in the pros too. Bear, we thank you for your time, man. Right, uh, we'll pick your brain. Quick to end on a high note: Did you catch the NHL on ESPN last I night? I did. I did catch it. How, I watched how the great recording. was it to have it that old good. theme music back and it watching was, it on ESPN? Yeah, the old theme music. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. no, it was, it was Kraken's good to have it. Got their debut spoiled by the Knights, Barry. Yeah, they did. I, I watched a little bit of that, and um, you know they're going to have to tune it up a little and and. Uh, and uh, you know, make it a little more exciting in terms of uh, the color commentary and everything. Yeah. yeah, get that going. That'll all shake out. I'm sure ESPN's got their got it all done. There, we in, love you, man. Thanks for coming all in. Right, boys. Uh, I hate to see you leave, yep. but real quick, any uh, words of advice for Nelly coming up here as we dive back into the Brewers? And I guess our <laughs> listeners and us, because we're it's it's, it's going to get lit, Barry. It's going to get it's going to get lit. Well. Heads are I don't away. have any words for Nelly. I just all I gotta say if is if your heart starts yeah. beating extra fast, like take a breath. All I say is I want Nelly in my corner. If I'm ever in a bar and there's and oh you, Nelly, and you, yep, you've and you know wrestlers. Like every time we were in bars and there's wrestlers and you know the wrestlers, you want those guys on your team. Yep. You want those guys on your <laughs> team, right? Nelly's <laughs> on your side. We're all on your side, Barry. We got you. All right, all right thanks, Barry. All there right, he boys. is. Welcome we'll back. Life is back on sports betters, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code THEZONE125. You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS.com. I've, I've actually never been more pissed off about a Brewers postseason coming to an end than this year. You look at the ones that that we've witnessed in our lifetime. 2008, they lose to a better Phillies team. Yep. It was just cool to get there. Had never seen it before. 2011, I was more in shock that David Fries was David Fries. Like he he balled out. I just couldn't believe what he did. Balled out. And then 2018, it sucked. You thought you were right there. You, but you were did, one did you game think away. they would be one game away from the World Series? Did you think they'd get to the NLCS? They came out of Dodgers? nowhere. You had just signed Kane. You had just signed Christian Yelich. Like it hurt, or right? Traded for Christian Yelich. You had just acquired Mike Moustakis. Like, like it, it hurt that they lost in Game Seven of the Dodgers. But what a magical season it was! Like, like you got we one have game these away. guys for the next five years. Like. Yep. We're locked and loaded. One like, game let's away. go. It's the first year. Like, yes, it hurt, but it was also exciting, right? Like, we can do this. Yeah, 2019, the pitching rotation just wasn't very good, and the bullpen started crapping out on you as well. And then you just ran into, a, frankly, a better team in the Nationals. And if that would have been more than a one-game series, I wouldn't have put any money on the Brewers. Mm-hmm. And then 2020, really? A team that was two games under 500. A team that only made the playoffs because they extended it to eight. Yep. Did we expect anything? They were no. playing the Dodgers. Nope. Did not expect much. But this year, this year, the Brewers were thirty-four games above five hundred on September twelfth, and then finished seven and five down the rest of that. You stretch. had three of the top eight pitchers in the National League. Uh, yeah, three top ten Cy Young and, candidacy, and the best closer, Josh Hader. 
And the best and setup man too in Devin Williams. A pretty like damn good setup man in Devin Williams. And he had a good, you know, a good bullpen as well. It's just what was the question mark? The sticks. And what was other uh, the other question mark? It was Qu- Christian Yelich. A former MVP that, again, would have won it in 2019 if he didn't break his kneecap. Should have been a back-to-back MVP. He still honestly could have won it, even with missing the last 20 games. Yeah. Uh, Cody Bellinger. Cody Bellinger did end up winning it just because he was the one that stayed healthy. And look, he's falling off the face of the earth, too, but we don't care about him right now. And... He was a question mark. He had a really crappy 2020, but it was, again, two months. There's been guys that have slumped for two months before. I get it. We we thought he would bounce back and not maybe, not not necessarily be an MVP, but be an all-star. Yep. I, I don't think that's too much to ask from Christian Yelich from what you've seen with what Christian Yelich had done his last two years with the Fish to what he did with the Brewers in those first two years and then that 2020. I don't think there's anyone that would be upset with saying I expect Christian Yelich to be an all-star. Now this is a this is a trigger warning, a trigger warning. If you uh, are easily, uh, your emotions easily, you know, shaken to your core, um, I advise you to listen to this with caution. As I'm going to play you the final swing, the final out of the NLDS last night. Outs and the Brewers down to their last out. Freddie Freeman and the Atlanta Braves are heading to the National League Championship Series. If you heard that, that was Christian Yelich literally staring at the final pitch of the game for to strike out three in a row. So I text our guy Becker quite a bit during Brewer games, especially postseason Brewer games. And I texted him when Colton Wong was coming to the plate with a guy on, and I go, this is fitting for Yelich to be the last out. Ten minutes later, he texts me back, and he says, and on top of that, just a piss poor at bat, too. It was it was, it was it was the cherry on top of the crap Sunday. Like, did you have any faith that no, the Brewers none. could get one run in none. the last inning? When Yelich came up to bat, I thought about this in the seventh and eighth inning. I'm like, this is setting up for a potential Christian Yelich to finish the game looking like a complete buffoon. My my honest opinion was if Escobar didn't hit a home run, I actually didn't think they could score a run. Did anyone have any faith when Christian Yelich was up there that anything no. good was going to happen? No, I thought it was either going to be a strikeout or a weak ground ball. And he just looked at three straight pitches. And the last one was right there. Yep. Done. And this is where I saw a lot of people and I saw a tweet that I absolutely loved because a lot of people were going back and forth whether, you know, Eric Lauer should start or should they bring in Corbin Burns? And first off, this is my opinion with that. You had a manager and a front office because there has been a lot of whispers saying that the front office is the one that's actually calling who's pitching and who's playing. And and Craig Council is kind of just the guy that has is forced to do those plays based on analytics. Mm-hmm. But man, Rowdy. I anyone that ever believed that Craig Council and front office and David Stearns and the analytics ever thought that they would push a guy like Corbin Burns after never pushing him his entire career, the whole season, you know, making sure that he had plenty of days off, not make, not pushing him past 110 pitches. 
if anyone ever thought that they were actually going to push him when the time came, they're the same people that believe politicians that politicians say they're going to give them everything. Yeah, it's just a lie. It ain't going to happen. It's a lie. It was never going to happen. And I knew that was never going to happen. And therefore, that's why I thought, save him. Give him his normal day's rest. Yep. Eric Lauer's pitched well. Let's go. And the tweet that I saw that I absolutely loved was the fact that you had a lot of people that were crying about it. And he goes, the tweet says, people will talk about Lauer over Corbin when the big decision was Yelich over, over Taylor, Taylor. And I couldn't agree with that more. I quoted the tweet and said, I've been saying this for literally three and a half weeks. Remember when I came on here, had that rant, and then Christian Yelich had one good game. It, it happened to be yeah, that same you night. You inspired him with your rant, Rowdy. He then that was Mount Rowdy when it he exploded. then went on to do absolutely nothing, nothing after that Friday. Absolutely nothing. Christian Yelich, once an MVP, 2018, did not play like it the past Christian two seasons. Yelich had one month of decent baseball in a six month and then postseason. He had one month where he hit for a high average. He was not driving the baseball. He was not very productive. He looked like the Christian Yelich when Christian Yelich was a very young player in Major League Baseball, and and not even not even as good because he didn't hit for a high average like he did with the Fish. Two different MVPs, right, Rowdy? Freddie Freeman out there proving why he's an MVP with that run home run off of Josh Hader. Christian Yelich making you scratch your head of what happened to this MVP. And I already I already touched on yeah him saying yeah I sucked this year in 2020. Okay, it was two months. You know he's coming off of that kneecap. I get it. He had all year, and, and this is this is the thing with Christian Yelich that I can come up with because everyone's like, what's wrong with Christian Yelich? What's wrong with Christian Yelich? Well, I don't think anyone has an, a real idea of what is wrong with Christian Yelich. But, I mean, can we narrow it down to what it could be? Yeah. You've heard people say he was stealing signs. You Darvish proclaimed that on Twitter. Correct. You've, heard, you've seen other people say it on Twitter. Yep. That's one thing. Is, you've seen people on, on Twitter talking about, was he using PEDs? Yep. That's another thing. This is all speculation. Yeah. No one knows. Is it still the kneecap from 2019? He's a little gun shy. Is it, is it still, it, did, he did have a bad back early in the year. Does he have a bad back? Yeah, someone said, is he going to have surgery in the offseason on something? Or the fifth option, is he just not good anymore? Yeah, just, he, those he, are he the hit only, his peak and now he's done. Those are the only five things that I can come up with that are that are ailing him. Yep. All right, the phone line's blowing up. Uh, I said we're going to have about 15 minutes to bitch. We got that in there. We'll, we'll continue to do that, but real quick, Christian Yelich went 1 for 5 yesterday with three strikeouts. He went 3 for 15 in the playoffs including 8 Ks. Let's go uh, in order how they called in. Uh line 1, welcome to the show. Who's this? Is this Bill? Am I on? You you are live on air, Billy. Holy buckets. Nelson, no more coffee for you this morning. He doesn't no drink coffee. Do. He doesn't even drink what, coffee. What, whatever he's on, he needs something to calm him down. It's did water. You, did you really expect him to win yesterday? Yes. Oh, my gosh, guys. Oh, I did. You did, did you, Rowdy? I, I was 50-50. <laughs> I, expected I, mean, I, them to, I, I expected them to put their big boy pants on and get out of the NLDS where, in Atlanta and come back home to Miller or American Family Field to see what happens. So I got a couple things to say. First of all, I'm stealing signs. I'm just, I'm just telling you guys, but they still signs at ten year old little league and all. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. There's no way they don't. Who cares if they still sign for the pros? I'm tired of this. All this I don't, I don't care. Signs. They should steal more signs. Right. I mean, that's part of life. That's part of life. You know, hide your signs, or they're going to get stolen. Simple as that. Yeah. I, I believe in stealing signs, just not using the tech like uh, 
the Astros right. did. Yeah, like you, Darvish right. was like insinuating that Yelly had like was it someone sitting in the stands? Yeah, someone in the stands given given signs. I doubt that very much. That was Yelly, you that know, was you, Darvish was. But if that was like, true, we would have saw once fans got in the stands that they they'd be able to hide someone in there and go right back to but it. Didn't happen. I guess our you know what I guess our own you know what I I I, I got two thoughts and I'll get off the phone. Yeah. But first of all, the the Brewers this year are like the pack. You know, we talked. Way back in the spring and a couple weeks ago, I didn't expect them to go far in the playoffs. To me, they're like the Packers. Two years ago when they were 13-3, and three, but they were, you know, they, it was a terrible, terrible 13-3. and three. And to me, that's the Brewers this year. I mean, they, they had some great wins, but I just didn't expect them to go in the postseason. They just didn't have the best. And I wish I was wrong. I wish I wish you were wrong too. <laughs> I mean, I, I love the Brewers, but you know what? You know, remember we talked about the bets and... Nelson won the Brewer bet, or the yeah. bet he placed back in March. And yeah. So good, anyway, good memory. I love, you know, and you know, Christian Yelich, he's not in good shape mentally. I think he's fine physically. He's just not in good shape mentally, and let's hope that this offseason. He stinks. He can put it to Yeah, but whatever's happened, happened, and hopefully this offseason, he does stink. Hopefully yeah. this offseason he can put it together. Bill, you feel any better getting off, off your chest, my friend? Well, I'm not upset about it because I went in, you know, I I was I checked quick and it was two nothing, and then it was four two, and then I started watching at four four and Colton Wong. I mean, why? What how did they that, finally? Dude? How did they finally bunt in the ninth inning? The first time I've seen him bunt, and it was that. And he does that. He gets paid millions of dollars. If you want to hit, you better be able to bunt. Hitters can always bunt. Yeah. And the first time in the ninth inning of the fourth game, we're going to try to manufacture a run. Really, <laughs> that's the only complaint I'll have. I laugh so I don't cry. I don't know. I don't anyway, know. Hey, Packers, hey Bill, pa- Packers are four and one. Yeah, yep. I'm glad they're playing a little <laughs> bit better, and hopefully, uh, the defensive coordinator can keep doing what he's doing. I wonder what they're doing different. That he's got his head out of his, you know what? Yeah, uh, Bill, I'll promise you this: uh, Rowdy doesn't drink soda and he doesn't drink uh, coffee. I'll, I'll smack the water out of his hand because it might be spiked with something. Okay. So, Rowdy, do you get this fired up with with no inputs? Uh, no, no, yeah, no substances, I guess you would say, and uh, very little sleep last night. Bill, you've heard what wow. uh, Mick Jagger once said: "Once you start me up, I'll never stop." That's Rowdy. <laughs> Rowdy, you're gonna need blood pressure medicine sooner than me. <laughs> than I did. See you, Bill. Have a good one, brother. Bye, Rowdy. There's something that's been kind of bubbling, and I can I can hear it. It's the ground shaking a little bit. There's this ominous like feeling in the air, and it's just you can feel the temperature rising, getting a little hotter. I'm talking about Mount Rowdy. Is Mount Rowdy gonna explode? Hey Rowdy, how about this? Can I get, can I tell you two words and then you just go from there? Ready? Christian Yelich. It goes back to three and a half weeks. It was the Friday of the Mets series. I completely agree with playing Tyrone Taylor. Tyrone Taylor in roughly half the at-bats had more production, drove the baseball, and played better defense. Christian Yelich won a gold glove when he was 23 years old in in Miami. Ever since those, those first three years when he was a younger guy, his defense has gotten worse and worse. 
Tyrone Taylor was a little above average defensively when you look at war, and he was more productive. I said three and a half weeks ago, the Christian Yelich experiment this year, I'm tired of it. My patience have run out for Christian Yelich. We're talking about a guy that has just looked awful. He was statistically the fourth best outfielder. You have to put your best players on the field in a postseason. They continued to trot him out there. And to make things worse, they did trot him out there. Number three, every single game. <laughs> Number three is supposed to be your best hitter. Yeah. Number three was arguably your worst hitter. Yep, one for five yesterday, three strikeouts. And especially the, game, the last one of the game. And... <sighs> I look at Christian Yelich, and we talked about we talked about there are only four, five, six different things that can be wrong with them: stealing the signs, the PEDs, the bad back still, the bad kneecap, mental. Maybe he just stinks. That's six things. Those are the only six things that I can come up with. And let if it has to be one of them, which one would you want it to be? Because all of them are bad. I don't know. I, I don't see the same hitter. Maybe mental so you can get seen, out of it. I haven't seen the same approach. I haven't seen the same uh, pop behind the, the swing. I just don't see Christian Yelich coming out of this. And now you have to take on that huge contract starting next year. Plus, 20, let's not forget, Lorenzo Cain's in his last year of his deal. Him and Lorenzo Cain are going to be making $43 million together. $43 million. <laughs> oh, oh. Rowdy, that's a lot of money for guys that, well, I mean, Kane's been better than Yelly, obviously, but my God, all that money to Yelly, not good. You can't, you can't have that. It's going to it's gonna make the Ryan Braun in a Milwaukee Brewers small market team, that is going to make the Ryan Braun contract look like small peanuts. Mm-hmm. And how long did the Brewers have to sit there with Ryan Braun underperforming on that contract, and it hampered their team because they didn't have as much money to spend. They had to play them. And you can't, if you're Milwaukee, you just can't eat those type of contracts. You just can't, you can't strike out on those type of contracts because it will hamper you. And this one is even longer and more expensive than Ryan Braun's. You can't have it. So, yeah, you're going to have people out there, we'll trade them, we'll trade them. For what? Well, that's the thing. You're selling so ungodly low on Christian Yelich for where he was at when you signed that deal to what he is now. It's almost impossible to trade them because you're not going to find a team that's going to be able to take on that money or that's willing to take on that money for the player that he is. And what are you going to get back? So I, I, I have an idea, but I don't want to steal from you. I think I know what it is. I For the last three and a half weeks, because I, I told I I you my patience going. is over, I, I think I know you're going. searched my brain. I went through everything to try and find a trade partner. I know what you're doing. Because I, I can't. Me personally, I can't stomach this contract moving forward with the type of play. It's just dawned on and, me. And Ebo, I think I know who they have to trade for. I, who? A former MVP, a guy that plays out West. I'm telling you, I think the only possible trade option here is if they were to, to call the Dodgers and see if they would listen to a straight-up swap of Christian Yelich and Cody, Cody Bellinger. Bellinger. <laughs> he stinks too. He's awful. But you know what? When he does what's hit the his, baseball, what's his contract at? When he does hit the baseball, he drives the baseball. He doesn't hit these little ground balls. Cody Bellinger still hit more home runs than Christian Yelich, and yes, Cody Bellinger was awful. But here's the reason why Cody Bellinger might actually work. 
Oh, his his deal's less. It's sixteen and a half million dollars most likely next year after arbitration. Yeah, he's just twenty six. He, he has another year of arbitration after that, and then becomes a free agent. Now, Yelich, the Dodgers would be able to eat that contract, have the ability to eat the contract, and hope that he performs. Because if you get Christian Yelich and you throw him into that outfield with Mookie Betts and some of those other Dodger players that they have, that's going to be a juggernaut. Mm. But if you're the Milwaukee Brewers, you can't have that. Con- th- that'll be it's, an anchor around your neck yeah. for seven years. Yeah. You can't have that contract. And, and Cody Bellinger, I think a change in scenery would do him well. And, and another thing with Bellinger, the, the odds that his money comes down in the next two arbitrations are very low because it hardly ever does. If At best, it'll stay the same. Cody Bellinger is also more versatile. Cody Bellinger can play every single outfield position, and you know where else he can play? Where's that? First base. You know where the Brewers still don't have a good option? First First base. base. Yeah, Yeah, Rowdy Telez was nice. He came up with some big hits, but is he a guy you really see being on the team in the future for years to come? I don't. Vogelback ain't no freaking answer. Keston Hira, even if Keston Hira came back and hit the ball well, he was a corner outfielder and a center fielder in college before he moved to second because of his elbow. Maybe you get him back into a corner if he can hit the baseball. I think it gives you a lot more flexibility, and it might actually be a player and a team that will listen to be able to take on the contract because – I just don't see the same player. I don't even see the same player that he was in Miami his last couple years. He's just not driving the baseball. He doesn't look right up there. And you can't have this contract. Yeah, there ain't going to be many places you can send him in a trade. You're not going to get a ton back. But at this point, clearing cap space to have money to spend with the pitchers you have moving forward and the young players in the infield, like the Adamases and the Ariases, and even having Colton Wong for two more years... I just don't see how you can have your highest paid guy be your worst player and think you're going to succeed and win a World Series. Because it isn't about making the playoffs anymore. It's about winning World Series with the team yeah, that they it's, have. Yeah, it's always about the World and, Series. And it is a wasted season because going into it, what do we say? NLCS or bust, World Series or bust? Well, it's a hell of a lot farther than what they made it. Disappointing loss to the Braves. Front office analytics. You wanted to get some more off your chest. This is This is like a... This is a vent session for Rowdy. I had a lot of messages last night wondering about Nelly, if his heart had exploded, his blood pressure was through the roof, if he was still going to be alive before the show today. And Nelly, you've been pretty upset, and rightfully so. Mount Rowdy has been erupting. By the way, is Mount Notice a thing anymore? I'm glad you uh, bring that up because I was thinking about, remember the last time I unveiled it? Yeah, it was like before the baseball season started, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Or even longer than that? I think it was in the winter. I believe it was in the winter, and... If you remember who was on it, I believe it was Greg Gard. He found his way back on the Mount Notice with the uh, with the season that was. Yeah, the season yeah. that was and all of the drama. And then there was Brian Gutekunst because it was before the draft saying that he needed to nail this draft. Which I think uh, Brian Gutekunst, when you look at that draft, has done overall what overall pretty well with that draft so far. Yeah. And then there were two baseball players. And I got a lot of flack for those two baseball players. One was Lorenzo Kane because he was coming off one of his worst seasons in 2019, mm-hmm. played in less than a week of baseball in 2020, and he was obviously not getting any younger and taking time off. I feel like that was proven to be a, a pretty solid mount notice as he did not have <laughs> the best year, was not able to play every day. 
Now, granted, yeah, he did play well in the playoffs. I'll, I'll, I'll give him credit where credit is due, but the overall season was not anything close to what I think a lot of Brewer fans were hoping for. No. And then the fourth one, and this is the real one where we really hit a home run, unlike him. It was Christian Yelich. <laughs> and I got a ton of flack. You did, for that. a lot of flack. Well, guess what? That looked like that was proven to be 100% correct. Uh huh. Uh, Rowdy Muzz Infamous on Twitch says, let Rowdy know that I will get his first beer when he wants one when we, uh, when we meet up. Yeah, Nelly, Nelly might need it. Did you have any beer last night watching the No. Just stone cold sober, just stewing in it? But when we're talking about analytics, there was one team that I actually love seeing lose. So, oh, I'm sorry, real quick. Mount Notice is still a thing, right? It is. I actually contemplated resurfacing it. Because right now, Mount Rowdy, I feel like Mount Rowdy has exploded. You know, it's like Dante's Peak, the, the movie with... Uh, uh, the hell's his name? Well, I'll the tell James you, I, was, I told you, I was thinking about resurfacing it and the four heads that were going to be on there going into uh, the upcoming season were going to be Stearns, Council, Pierce Kane, Council. and Yelich. And the reason I say that is because we're going to get into analytics and there's one team that I love to see that they lost, and it was the Tampa Bay Rays. Because if analytics. you remember, they were the first team that really started the outgetters and the bullpen games, and then Milwaukee Brewers kind of followed suit, and they were probably the second biggest team doing that. When the Rays trotted out Drew Rasmussen, former Brewer, into starting a game in the postseason, I'm just sitting there shaking my head. Like... This is not this is not the baseball that I've ever watched growing up. This is not the baseball that's ever been. And the gimmick hasn't worked. What team has used that and won a World Series? The Rays made it there last year. They didn't win. They should have. The, the, the last Choi. time the Rays won a World Series, they won it with uh, Joe Madden, and that was when they had Garza. That was when they had Shields. That was when they had David Price. Mm-hmm. I mean, those were good horses at the time. They weren't manufacturing... A pitching staff and the Brewers had the pitching staff this year that's why it's so frustrating they yeah, it's not good they didn't have to try and piece things together like they were in 18 or 19 no this the offense just failed you and that's where there has been a lot of talk obviously you have you have some different uh spectrums of Craig Council fans or lack thereof mm-hmm you have the fans that say he's never been wrong in his life. Whatever he says goes. He's never wrong. Then you have the fans that absolutely hate him, no matter what he does. Yep. I'm in between. I You're I think he, no man's I, I think he I think he is a solid manager. I think he fits with the Brewers well, but I also think he overmanages games, where he goes to the bullpen early. He goes to the bullpen in, in situations where you're like, why is that guy trotting in and not another guy? Uh-huh. And then there are other people that are sitting there because you see it on Twitter. You see some people say he is like the middleman between analytics and old school baseball, like that gut feeling baseball. Yeah. Other people say that he is literally just the figurehead for the front office and analytics. And when they say their analytics uh, tell him to do something, he's the guy that is yes. basically the yes man that does it. Yes, boss. And if that is true. If that seriously yeah, if we, is, we don't know if it is. I don't not. know if it is or not. I'm not sitting in the dugout. I'm not in the front office. But if that is true, you could move on to any manager. Yeah, he's no different than any other person sitting there. If David Stearns is pulling the strings, exactly, really. and that's where some of this has to go on, Craig Council. Some of this probably has to go on David Stearns because I'm sure he was the one that also 
and you've you've heard the press conferences, you've heard his comments. Both of them were definitely uh, saying yes. We we are for resting players. It got them nowhere. It got him absolutely hey, nowhere. At least Corbin Burns didn't throw that perfect game, or at least Corbin Burns saying. didn't throw that no-no. Remember this when season. we were talking about this, where all this this Bur- line of "Hey, we're getting ready for the postseason. We're getting right for the postseason. We're going to be healthy." It was all BS if they didn't make a run. Yep, they didn't make a run. They made no run. What what type they of team could you watch? We watched runs. a terrible team. It was all BS fed to you. They didn't even do what they said they would do. We're saving the pitchers. We're saving the pitchers for the end of the season. That's why that's why we did it. That's why we we capped their innings and we capped their pitches. Guess what? They lied to you. They didn't even do it. They should be and, politicians. And I knew exactly they weren't going to do it because the reason why is you they weren't going to do it because if you all of a sudden have a kid like Corbin Burns who had never pitched that many innings and never gone past those pitch counts and then you do it at the end of a long season, that's when you're going to get hurt. Not a kid that threw a ton of innings year after year. His arm would be conditioned for that. I, I, that's why I was so pissed about it, because I knew they would never actually do what yeah, they said. They're, they're basically politicians, but just they it's politics with a ball. Listen to what we say, but don't look at what we do. You know? And that's I knew it was fool's gold from the start. I knew they were just telling a line. They were never going to do it because they hadn't done it before, and that'd be the perfect time for an injury to pop up is when you actually push someone that's never been pushed that way before. And and that's why it's like you're going to – if David Stearns, when you asked me what was my initial thoughts, if David Stearns leaves for the Mets, they are set up through 2024, 2025. Yeah. If he's the guy that's really resting players or calling all the, the changes, okay, then – Go to the Mets. I don't care. If Craig Council's just the yes man for that, you could find anyone to do it. Why would you have to stick with them? Uh, we'll talk more about it coming up late for a break. Now, I'm not saying to fire him. I'm just saying if that's true, anyone could yeah. do it. As he's in the Atlanta airport ready to fly home after the abysmal loss for the Brewers in the NLDS, we say good morning to Andrew Wagner, Forbes.com. Good morning, Drew. Good morning. Today's, uh, today's a big day. Uh, 11 straight flights with uh, being, quote, randomly selected for additional screening. Man, they must either really like your work or they really hate your work. I'm not sure which. Oh, they, they, they don't care. We had a, t- uh, a little tussle a few years ago. So oh, you're on a the list. Bitter that, yeah, they had to pay me some money because they decided to help themselves with the contents of my bag coming back from spring training one uh, year. Oh, well, Andrew, um, you, you and the NTSA can figure that out. Can we try and figure out the Brewers really quick before you get on your flight? Dude, Good luck with that. Let's start with the final out of the game, the final lack of swing of a bat. What the hell's up with Christian Yelich, and what do you do moving forward? Yes. You know what a fitting way to end to end that season, right? You know, you have the he's the he's the go ahead run, tying runs on, uh, and, and just looks at strike three. It, it was that kind of year, you know. What, what, what do you even say anymore at this point? Like he was, he was just so far out of it, and you kept thinking eventually he was going to get it together because he's Christian Yelich and he's shown that he can do it, but. People just kept waiting and waiting and waiting, and it never happened. What was it like in the locker room or uh, in the little presser afterwards once uh, it was the final at-bat? I saw your video. Yelly looked a little teary-eyed. What was he like? Uh, exactly that. I mean, he looked he looked dejected. Council looked and sounded dejected. Um, I mean, Low Kane, I thought he was going to break down up there. I mean, he took, he took it personally. Like, what he did yesterday just to get on the field, I mean, the dude couldn't even turn his head. 
Like, it, it was literally that bad. He, he talked to us for a couple minutes before the game. We were just checking on him. As he was walking away, like, he could not turn back to, like, look at us. And you could see on TV how much tape he had on his neck just to kind of keep everything together. And that dude was hurting, and he went out there and played his ass off for nine innings. Um, so, you know, he took it hard. Yeah, well, how about uh, the you know when the Atlanta Braves were up and Freddie Freeman hit that home run off of Josh Hader? We were texting a little bit. Uh, what's the what's the vibe on Josh Hader? Obviously, he looked phenomenal the first you know the first two at bats, and then all of a sudden gave up that donger to to Freeman. Did we potentially see the last pitch from Josh Hader in a Brewers uniform? You know, you, you got to wonder. I mean, he's, he's going to get paid this year, and the question is, are the Brewers going to pay him? Um, closers are expensive. He's very good, but closers are expensive. So it's, uh, I don't know, it's going to be tough. <sighs> this loss for the Brewers, I mean, Andrew, there's been a discussion, you know, and we were poking around fun at it. Is this the golden age of Brewers baseball? After what happened yesterday, like, what's next for the crew coming up here with this roster? And, you know, I heard Rowdy Telez talking about they got a core there. Like, what's, what's next for the crew? That is true. They do have a core. I mean, listen, it's all about that pitching, and they're all going to be back next year. Uh, whether or not Hater is remains to be seen. Uh, you're going to have Devin Williams ideally back. Uh, a lot of the main guys are going to be back. You're going to have some decisions to make. Uh, you know, do you want to entertain bringing back Avi Garcia? Um, what are you going to do with some of the bit pieces? Are you going to try and make a play for Escobar? Are you willing to commit to Luis Urias at third? Because he did play well there down the stretch. You know, they have decisions to make. You know, Tyrone Taylor, where is he going to fit? It's going to be – there's a lot of questions this offseason. There's a lot of questions. Keston here, another one. But, mm. you know, we'll get to those. You know, we've got a couple of months now for that. Could you have seen a situation yesterday where uh, – Craig, I know this is conjecture and hearsay, and you can play along if you want, but could you have seen a situation where Council would have sat down Christian Yelich and put Tyrone Taylor in his place? I mean, you're looking back, it's easy to say that, but you and I both know that just doesn't happen. I mean, you don't – I mean, he wouldn't even take him out of the number three spot, and he should have. You know, it just, I don't know. There, there, there are actually a lot of decisions that you can look back on and say, well, these did not work out. Whether they are right or wrong decisions remains to be seen, but it was, it was a disappointment. And I think, I think the thing that, that's noteworthy about this is, like, to a man, they're upset, they're ticked, they're angry, they're disappointed. They feel like that they blew an opportunity, which – if you're going to find a silver lining, I think that's it. Because I think that means everyone's beyond the point now of thinking it's just great to get to the playoffs. Yeah, you know, the uh, World Series was a legitimate goal. It was a legitimate goal. It wasn't just a pipe. Because let's face it, the last couple of years in the playoffs, I mean, even 2018, they were playing on house money the whole time. Because they, they, they exceeded the rebuild. They got so hot down the stretch and kind of slid in there. Like, you know, they didn't have the pitching, and they made it to where they did. 2019, same kind of situation, and they had that, you know, bungle at the end of the wild card game. You didn't really think that was a World Series team in 2019. You really did. Last year, obviously. This, though, they actually thought it was a World Series team, and they feel like they failed. And I think that's a huge step in progress for the organization. Now, Andrew Wagner joining us right now from Atlanta, about to hit the plane and come back to Milwaukee. Uh, Andrew, were you surprised as I were? You know, Corbin Burns obviously didn't start. It went to Eric Lauer because they wanted to rest Burns. Were you surprised when you saw Brandon Woodruff get up there on even shorter rest than Burns to come out and pitch uh, You know, later on in the game as a relief? Not really because they kind of moved. He, he Remember, he didn't pitch for like however long it was, almost two weeks. So, you know, he, he had some juice in there. And, again, 
I know people are going to complain about Corbin, Bur- Corbin Burns forever and ever and ever, but it was the right decision. Whether you agree with it or not, it was the right decision because you still would have needed him today. Um, at that point, though, the game was a different situation. You know, the game was not the same as it was going into it when it's a fresh slate. They needed somebody, and Woody stepped up. You know, it wasn't planned. It was Woody came to them and said, I want to do this. You know, yeah. it's it's tough. It, it, it was it was bad. You know, that was a, a hell of a way to end it because the pitching had carried them all year long. The offense finally comes through, and the pitching just couldn't hold out. And you can't really fault them because they've been near perfect this entire year, this entire series. Andrew, um... A little more, uh, Rowdy. Do you want to tell Andrew Wagner your uh, your trade idea to see if what he well, thinks? I just want to see what Andrew thinks. Obviously, you have people yelling about, "Hey, it's time to trade Christian Yelich since his uh, contract kicks in next year, and that's going to be a heavy anchor around the Brewers' neck if he continues to play this way." Not going to happen. For three and a half weeks, I tried to uh, search my brain for what would potentially <laughs> make sense, and the only one I landed on that might have a shot at happening would be a straight-up swap, Yelich for Bellinger, because the Dodgers <laughs> would, would be able to take on the money and maybe yeah. would listen. That was the only yeah. one I could come up with. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Uh, what do you think? Of, I mean, you obviously have, hope for, Yelich. You actually, you not, obviously have hope for Yelich moving forward, though, to turn it around? I mean, I, I would think so. I mean, his body of work suggests otherwise. The last years are pretty painful, but, I mean, up until then, he's been pretty good. So, and guess what? Like it or not, he's going to have to figure it out because the Brewers and him are stuck with each other for a while. Do you think David Stern sticks around, or is he you know, long for uh, going to New York, back to New York with the Mets? I don't, I don't think he'd want the Mets job. I mean, obviously, like it's kind of like a childhood dream growing up on that stand, but would you want to walk into that mess and that expectation and that pressure I mean, he's got a good thing going in Milwaukee. I yeah. mean, you know, he's 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 got he's got the owner listening. He's got the owner bought in. And listen, this is an owner who hasn't exactly been patient and logical in the past. So, hey guys, I hate to cut you short, yeah, but yeah. they are paging my flight. You so go get them, baby. Hey, let's yeah. follow up when I get back. Go give a wink at TSA for us. We'll talk to you later, you, buddy. You got it. All right, yeah. see you, homie. There is Andrew Wagner. Getting, appreciate him for getting us uh, getting on for short notice there. As uh, he got groped by TSA, then had to get back on his flight.